0: Hello, I'm Pastor Joe Castillo of All Nations International Fellowship, coming live to your device all the way from Beijing, China. Enjoy this podcast while you're driving your car, maybe doing household chores, or even your morning devotion. As you join us today, I trust the living Word of God to touch your life. His name is Yeshua, and He is Lord of all. Check us out online at anif.cc. Over the last few weeks, we have been teaching on divine healing in what I call a school of healing. Now, the reason I call it a school is because I don't want to get caught up into too much preaching. I don't want to entertain you, and I don't, have to wor- I don't want to work for your attention because I want to lay a deep foundation of divine healing in the church. Amen? I want to go a little bit deeper into the Word of God, and to do that, I need you guys to concentrate like you were in school. Amen? And I know some of you guys sleep in school, too. <laughs> but I'd like you to be a good student. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, we have yet to get away from our foundation scripture, which is, which is in Luke chapter 5. We've been sticking around there, and we have so much more ways to go, and we've yet, yet to go there yet. So I want to uh, finish, pick up today, and I don't know how to use this. Is Eric here? Can you show me how to go to the next page on this? Sorry, guys. I don't, I don't know how to use this iPad here. I'm just doing like this, and like this, and like that, and nothing's happening. How do I go to the next page? Could you show me that? Oh, one finger? Yeah. Okay, okay, amen, amen. All right, so we left off the last Sunday that I was here in the pulpit with a quote from Martin Luther. This is a great place for us to begin today. I want to establish that healing for mankind is the will of God. Healing for mankind is the will of God. And I was going to say that healing is always God's will. So I believe that the best of God, oftentimes we fall short and we should strive for the best. And God could give us insight and wisdom to why we don't enter the best of God. Yet, it is the will of God for us all to be healed. Do you understand me? So it is the will of God for us to all be saved. It is the will of God for us all to be healed. But sometimes life and circumstances and situations are so complicated... And sometimes people are so rebellious and and hard-hearted and unbelieving that God's will isn't enforced in the earth. Do you understand me? Amen? Even if we talk about martyrdom, Jesus was the only one that had to die. He's the only one that had to die. I don't believe it's the best of God for the, the saints of God to die. And be martyred and killed and and so forth like the apostles did. But there's a real spiritual warfare going on. And the apostles, some of them were stoned and risen up and they were were imprisoned and this and that. And they went through so many things and God healed them and delivered them and healed them and delivered them. But finally the time came where each and every one of them faced torture and each and every one of them faced being martyred and maybe it would have been the best of god for them to be delivered and you know again and again and again and so forth but you know god took that blood god took the blood of the martyrs and every saint that has given their life for god every saint that has died in the face of martyrdom their blood cries out to god and god will recompense god will answer do you understand what i'm saying Amen. So I don't want to be a martyr for God, amen. I want to be delivered and set free and protected. But if God forbid anything ever happened to me, I know that my blood would not go unanswered. Amen. And I could serve the Lord, of serve God on the mission field without fear, knowing that if anything happened to me, I would go to heaven. Yet I'm believing for Isaiah 54:19. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's the best of God. That every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. Do you understand me? So just because people are martyred, just because somebody with cancer or this or that disease, they die, it does not change God's will. And it should not change our theology. And so much of the church has created theology and have created belief system based upon experiences. And the truth is they don't understand exactly why these things have happened. So they make theology up like, oh, well, the Lord heals some and some he doesn't. Or it must have been God's will for this person to be healed and not for this guy to be healed. And they come up with, t- or, or some people, oh, God doesn't heal anymore. He used to do that back in the 2,000 years ago, but now he stopped. And people have come up with theology that is against God's word based upon their experience. And we have to stop trying to be God and figure everything out, but we have to simply trust and believe his word because his word is the only thing that we can fully trust, believe, and rely on regardless of our experiences. Do you understand me? Amen? Is this making sense to anybody? So... The bottom line is that God has, H A S, He has already, He has healed all mankind when He took sin on the cross. God has already healed all of humanity. 2,000 years ago, 33 something like that AD, God healed every single person in the world. Healing was provided, I should say, because sickness began when sin began. The Entry point for sickness was when sin came into the earth. Prior to sin coming into the earth, there was no sickness, disease, and death. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says it like this. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. So the entry point of sin is Death. Watch. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death still reigned from Adam to Moses. From Adam to the law, death still reigned even over them that had not sinned like Adam did or had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. So we see the entry point of death was sin. What is sickness? What is dis-ease? Sickness is limited death. Can you say that with me? Sickness is... Limited death. Let's say that again. Sickness is limited death. If you get sick enough, you will die. <laughs> not me, not you. No. If somebody, if one of those sinners out there, if one of those sinners gets sick enough, they will die. So we can actually say this same scripture, Another way, and I want to say this same scripture another way, to paint a very clear picture in your mind, okay? So let's go to the next verse, Romans 5.12. We'll read it again. And this time I want us to look at it like this. Are you ready? Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and sickness by sin... And so sickness passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, sickness reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Are you getting a clearer picture? If sickness is limited to death, we see that sickness's entry point was sin's entry point. And I could give you dozens of more scriptures, but for the sake of time, I'm, I'm going to just lay a foundation, okay? Sickness' entry point into the world, into mankind, is sin. This is why John chapter 3. Jesus being nailed to the cross was the same reference to Moses being lifted up, lifting up the serpent in the wilderness. John chapter 3, 14 says, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness and the people were healed. In the wilderness, when, when the Jewish people, they were sick and they were dying and sickness was spreading and, and so forth, God commanded Moses to take a snake, make a snake out of brass and attach it to a pole. And anyone who would look at that image, say look at that image. And when he lift up that image of that brass serpent upon the pole, when they would look upon it, they would be healed. Let's take a look at that in Numbers chapter 21. Do I have a picture of that too? No, no we'll start with number 21. Numbers 21 nine says this. So Moses made a snake out of bronze, excuse me, bronze, not brass, and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. Isn't that powerful? They will look at that bronze snake and the minute they will look at that, that image of the bronze snake on the pole, they will be healed. The serpent represented sin. The bronze represented God's judgment. Jesus became sin for us. When he was lifted up on that cross on Calvary, Jesus became sin for us and he took the judgment of God. God's judgment was upon Jesus so that anyone can see that today and look upon that image today of Christ on that cross and they can be healed in their body. See, the problem is we have looked at that cross as just a place of forgiveness, but we haven't seen that Calvary has a double cure. Not only was our sins forgiven, but our sicknesses were healed. When the doctor diagnoses you with illness, or when you get a pain in your back or in your leg or or in your arm, You shouldn't spend the next 36 hours a day there's only 24 hours in a day. I don't know. <laughs> but you shouldn't spend 36 hours a day searching online. Oh, my God. I must have a brain hemorrhage. Oh, my God. This must be my sciatic. Oh, my God. I must be having. Oh, I'm coming to join you, honey. Oh, I'm coming to join. You guys remember Fred Sanford, Sanford's son? What was his wife's name? I forgot. His name. oh, Betsy. I'm coming to join. He was always having these fake heart attacks. Every Anytime he had a pain, he thought he was going to join his wife in heaven. Amen? The minute you get a pain in your leg and your head and your back or, or whatever, you shouldn't spend the next 24 hours meditating on what pain this is and where's this going to lead and how many days you have left to live. Rather, you should spend your time looking at that serpent upon that pole, looking upon Jesus upon that pole, because if you see it, if they saw it, they were healed. The cross is our source of healing. It's Calvary's double cure. John chapter 1 verse 29. Do I have a picture of that too? There it is. Here we have the just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so, say even so, must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life we're going to get into that scripture a bit more john chapter 1 verse 29 the next day john seeth jesus coming unto him and he saith behold look the lamb of god which taketh away the sin of the world you notice it's not sins plural it's not you're lying, you're stealing, you're cheating, you're smoking. Jesus dealt with sin, singular. The whole darn, could I say darn? Is that, is that a biblical? I don't know. The whole dang, can I say dang, 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 dang? The whole dang thing. He took sin in its complete entirety on that cross, Amen. He took sin, past, present, and future. Some of us think that God only forgave our pre-Jesus sins. That Jesus only forgave all the sins we did up until baptism, but after baptism, you're in trouble. Come on now, don't don't we think that? Jesus not only died for your past sin, but he's died for your present sin, and he's died for your future sin. How many know that in God's eternity, there is no past, present, and future? It's all done. And in God, once you receive the blood of Christ and you've been born again, everything you done, did, was going to do, finna do. They say in Chicago, finna do. finna, Finna means you're going to. What you finna do is forgiven. Amen? Because in God's realm, it's already done. Romans says that if you believe you've been justified, if you've been justified, you've been risen with him. You've been glorified with him in, the, in eternity, in reality. Even, even physics tells us that we're just living out a hologram of what's already done in another dimension. That's science, folks. But that's also biblical. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus. That's why it says those of you that come in church, get saved, and then they get offended and leave, they were never with you in the first place. They were never even really with you in the first place. Amen? Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, healing was just a promise. If you can see that serpent upon the pole, you can be healed. If you can simply see your sin upon Jesus. That's why I love that song. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. We used to sing that in Bible college, just that chorus for 45 minutes. And we would just sing, I never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. And we would just just begin to over and over for 20, 30, 40 minutes until you could just see your sin upon that cross. And you can be healed. Amen? So, healing is a provision now. It's not a promise. But in the Old Testament, it was just a promise. Now it's a provision. There's a difference between provision and promise. Amen? If I promise to put money in your bank, or if I've already put money in your bank, it's a bit different. Amen? Let's look at Exodus chapter 23. It says here in verse 25 a promise, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. This is under a lesser covenant. Psalms 103, 2 through 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thy diseases. This was a promise back then. Exodus fifteen twenty six, and it said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in His sight, and will give he- ear to His commandments, and keep all of His statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. All of those verses are good enough to shout about and praise about and give glory about and to be healed about. But how many know those were just promises? And God heal, folks, Heal all of Israel. There was not a sick or a feeble one among them. When the children of Israel left the, uh, Egypt, every single one of them received healing. Every single one of them received prosperity. Every single one of them received strength and their shoes did not wear out. Right? We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation, and now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah, and he sent his son Jesus to die for you, and through him you can Turn from your way of doing things to His way, and His way is the right way, because He made you, and He made you for a purpose, and He knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that could help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcast and just feed on the word of God. Thank you.